This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. interested in learning how to study and teach the Bible in a flexible, affordable format, Lifeway Women Academy is where you begin. Lifeway Women Academy is online courses for women by women. When you sign up for a course, you'll gain immediate and indefinite access to teaching sessions from some of today's top theologians with deep dives into topics like how to study the Bible for yourself, what we believe, and more. Plus, you can take these courses at your own pace and revisit the content whenever you'd like. Learn more and discover current course offerings today at lifeway.com academy. Hello and welcome to the Marked Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heineman. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey Elizabeth, you know we are so excited because we are we have a new studio, we have all the things, but yet we're still trying to figure everything out. So if our audio yes. sounds a little off, we're still learning, we're still getting there. But we're we so have glad a new that studio, we're, but our engineer was not here today. He couldn't be here today, so that's like part of it is the you know we're on our own, but we've we've worked it out. It's going to be great. And this episode is going to be really fun because yes. I get to interview you, Kelly, and Yay. Melissa Spolstra about an exciting hey, new... Yeah. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> it's about all about an exciting new event with Lifeway Women. So let's start by having Melissa introduce herself. I know she's been on the podcast before, but Melissa, just remind everybody who you are. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, and then we'll have... Kelly, we'll have you introduce yourself <laughs> as well. Okay. Sure. So I'm Melissa Spolstra. I live in right outside of Dallas, Texas. I'm married to a pastor and I've got four, I call them adultish kids. They're, you know, out the door sort of. <laughs> and then um, I love women's Bible study. That's kind of my jam. So I write women's Bible studies. I teach women's Bible studies. I lead them here in our community and yeah, all those things. That's so exciting. So Kelly, People know who you are, but tell us what you do at Lifeway. I think that's one of those things that people may not realize, what, <laughs> what all you do at Lifeway. So tell us, tell us what your role is here. Sure. Sure. So my title is Manager of Adult Ministry, Magazines, and Devotional Products. Uh, so we have six different products that on the publishing side. But on the event side, I also lead our women's ministry training events. And so that means our when we talk about you lead or we talk about a women's forum, we talk about that quite a bit. And so those are events that I get to help plan and be part of and coordinate, but, you know, helping women really walk into the calling that God has placed on their life. Yeah. So tell us about You Lead 2.0. What is You Lead 2.0? Yeah. Melissa, you want me to jump in here a little bit? Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Well, last year we were looking ahead at 2023 and trying to figure out where we were going to offer training events. And we really wanted to do something just a little bit different. Most of our ULEAD events are in front of a Life Women Live or a Going Beyond Live event. Most people might be familiar with the bigger events that LifeWay does for women. But they may not be as familiar with the training events where we really help equip women, whether it's in a ministry setting or a leadership setting. And when we looked at 2023, we really saw a need to maybe do something just a little bit different, maybe offer something on its own, not connected to one of the other larger LifeWay events. And so ULEAD 2.0 kind of became this this version of, hey, what if we pulled in some of some really great leaders? What if we pulled in some newer life women authors, even though like Melissa's not a new author, she's been <laughs> doing Bible studies forever. But what if we really highlighted them, let them teach? And also, Melissa has a heart for equipping women as well. And so she and Elizabeth Woodson are going to be part of this. And we are going to be doing this event in September in the Houston area. So we're super excited to do that event. Melissa, what excites you about this event? Why did you, why did you sign on for ULEAD 2.0? I think there's something amazing when leaders gather together and just make connections with each other. I'm thinking about Elijah. After really a big ministry high, then comes sometimes a big ministry low. And when he's out by himself with God, he's like, I'm the only one, right? And God reminds him that he has a lot of other followers that he's going to connect him with. But I think these events are so important just to remind, because sometimes we're off in our own churches doing our own things, and we need to remember that we're not alone, that there are other women dealing with a lot of the similar issues that we have. And I think what's so great about these events is that we can come together and address common challenges. And then we can get fresh ideas. We can say, okay, group dynamics. What do we do with the person who never talks in my group? And oh, someone else has that woman like that in their group. And how do we draw her out without putting her on the spot? And so just in some practical, tangible ways, but I, I think the most important thing about events like you lead are just reaffirming your why. Just re- taking time to retreat, to get away from the daily grind of the tasks, and to gather with other women and hear from God's Word. And just that energy that we get from being in God's Word and being reminded um, how impactful the gospel is and that it's worth spending our lives for. But all of us as leaders, as we know Elijah and other leaders in scripture, need these retreat moments to to be equipped and to learn, but also just to be re-energized. So I, I think events like this are just vital because uh, every leader gets weary and needs to re- reaffirm their why. Mm, that's so good. Kelly, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what is going to be offered at ULEAD 2.0? Like what all topics will be covered and Mm -hmm. things like that? Yeah. So first of all, the dates are September 8th and 9th. And so it's a Friday, Saturday event. It's really for anybody who sees himself, maybe in ministry leadership, or maybe that they want to bring a team. I think this is a great way, Melissa kind of alluded to this, but even for yourself to be re-energized, but maybe even bring your whole team and they get excited about what's happening in ministry settings. So um, I mentioned that Melissa and Elizabeth Woodson will both be special guests at this, but we also have several of our LifeWay trainers that are coming, uh, Dr. Terry Stovall from Southwestern Seminary. And then uh, Dr. Katie McCoy and Laura Taylor, who both represent uh, the state 
Southern Baptist conventions and that state level in Texas are both going to be there too. So we're going to offer, I'm just looking at the breakouts. So uh, some of them are just how, like a personal equipping session might be how to do time management or a biblical literacy topic might be how we rethink and how we study scripture. And then some general leadership, uh, Faith Groshans, who's in the Houston area, she's going to be teaching about how to minister to single women. And that's a huge thing that we find or, you know, how to read or write well. Michelle Hicks, who's from our team, she's going to be doing that and teaching on emotional intelligence. Uh, There's also one on Psalms, intentional disciple making, spiritual formation, the personal life of a leader. I mean, like there are some really great just topics. Um, Mary Wiley, who a lot of people know, is also going to be at this event, and she's going to teach on developing theologically strong disciples. So those are all amazing things. And then Amanda Mejias, who is our girls' ministry specialist at LifeWay. She's coming to this, and she's going to talk about how to disciple your daughter and your granddaughter. Uh, Melissa's going to teach one on how to be a leader who listens well. And so I just find, like, the, we, we get to offer a huge amount of breakouts. So for, for this particular event, there's just a lot of options. Um, so you get to choose all those options. You also get to to hear from some of our, you know, really new great authors. So like Melissa has done her study on Isaiah, and it has just done phenomenal. Like we've had such great response from that. So I'm super excited for women who may not be as familiar with Melissa to get to hear her uh, just talk about that study and talk, or talk about how to be equipped and how to to lead in the calling that God has placed on your life. Yeah, those, I love all those topics. They sound like, it sounds like a great mix of like both very practical hands-on things as well as kind of more, um, what's it ever the opposite of practical is. <laughs> like, um, it's like, yes, yes. <laughs> so kind of more spiritually focused, um, yeah. things that are not as like hands-on step-by-step things, but definitely things that are needed for us to grow in our own walks as well as as we disciple other women. Um, and that, you mentioned like this would be a great thing for women's leaders, but I also want to talk about like who else might find this event helpful, even if they're like, I don't lead women's ministry in my church, but those topics don't sound like they um, are exclusive to women's ministry leaders. So, Melissa, like, what are some other people that might really enjoy and get a lot out of this event? Well, here's the reality. If you're a follower of Jesus, there are probably some other people watching you follow Jesus. If you're a mom, you're a leader. If you're a grandma, you're a leader. If you're an aunt, you're a leader. And so there are people watching you and you can't take anyone further than you've come. So that's a challenge for us to say, I want to keep growing. I want to keep developing in my walk with Jesus, knowing that there are those coming behind me. There's also Bible study leaders. There's Sunday school teachers. Um, if you're following Jesus, you're you're leading in some way. And so I think, you know, whether you have a title or a position, because I hear that from women sometimes, they're like, well, I don't have like a position on staff or I don't have a, you know, if you want to grow and you want to have an impact, then I think this, these kinds of events are places that you might even have some help in connecting with others and discerning and listening to the Lord to see where he's called you to lead, to discern where, where you lean into that. So yeah, I, I, I hope that it being a leadership event doesn't prohibit anybody from thinking, well, I'm not technically a leader because if you want to grow, 
man, this is for you. Yeah, the phrase that we use a lot at LifeWay is disciple makers. And everyone, like you were saying, everyone who follows Christ is called to be a disciple maker. And, um, I mean, that's literally... The word disciple the, means learner. That's yes. what the word disciple means. It means learner. So if you're a disciple, then you're a learner. And yes. so what a great opportunity to come and learn and grow. I love that. And to te- help others to learn. So I think that's a great word for any woman that is listening to this you lead is for you. You lead 2.0 is for you too. So yeah, yeah. yeah I think, Kelly, I think we get add? that. I think we kind of sometimes when we do the even just the one day events, mm-hmm. what we hear from women a lot of times they they do come to this and they just say, "Wow, I didn't realize how much I needed this," or "I didn't realize." That there were so many other women like me who really enjoy learning and enjoy being part of these kinds of conversations. And so there is that networking ability to just say, oh, wow, they are like me and that they they have the same passions. Um, so, And something, Elizabeth, that we don't talk a lot about, but I don't know that people realize when you come to a ULEAD event, you know, you, you get your breakouts. You're going to have some general sessions. Uh, but we're planning some networking and fellowship on Friday night. And then Saturday, your lunch is included. I don't think people realize that sometimes. And you really get this great resource of our notebook and the handouts. And so you walk away with some incredible resources in your hands to take back personally or in your church. So those are always things that I think people are, are kind of surprised. To. They're just like, wow, I didn't realize I was going to get this. Yeah, and I think that's a good time to also mention that, like, if you're afraid to co- of coming by yourself, you will make friends there because everybody's so friendly, and it's a great way to find friends that live in very different places than you, friends that have similar ministry contexts or similar home contexts um, where they are making disciples, and it's such a great encouragement because I know you've talked about women before who remain in touch over um, whether it's through Facebook or through text message or whatever it is, and they'll be like, hey, this thing came up. Does anybody know, <laughs> has this come up with you? Or at the very least, like, can y'all pray for me for for today because I'm I'm having a meeting with this person or I'm facing this challenge or whatever it is. And I think that's something that I love to see in our women's events of all of them. But I think it's especially true in these you lead events that you can make friends. And it's not intimidating. It's not weird. Um, there are lots of people that come by themselves and want to reach out and have lunch with somebody. Um, you can sit with us kind of mentality. It's great. I love it. Yep. So, Melissa, when when I think about when you write a Bible study and you're thinking about the end person, the person on the other end of that Bible study, Describe that person. Mm. I think about that person a lot. And I think there's a variety of them. They're the single mom who's working hard and doesn't have that much time. And I want to make that study, you know, as as rich and as accessible to her as possible. I'm thinking of people like my mom who are widows and maybe are in a season of grief or difficulty. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, the busy mom with little kids who's running around. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about some, some women who are in a season of their life that have more time to dig deeper. So what are the tools and things that I can give them as they're not you know, in this season of hurry and scurry, and they can devote more time to prayer and to study and be able to pour that out. Uh, But I I just, you know, 
getting the opportunity to travel across the country and meet so many different women and hear their stories. There's a lot of women who are, are struggling, who are hurting, who have so many different challenges. And I think the thing about conferences and Bible studies and all the different things that we do is that truth hasn't changed, but the culture is changing so fast. And there are so many challenges that are unique to our day. Some of them are the age-old challenges that have always been around. But to be able to tackle those challenges uh, without, you know, our defaults, I feel like, are fear and worry, right? At least those are mine. (laughs) I don't think you're alone in that. (laughs) But to say, how can we approach even these challenges and dark times with with faith and with hope and with peace and with joy and these things that God has offered us. And I think that's something that we all are constantly looking to be able to do. And we can do it together. We can encourage one another and ultimately point each other to Christ because he's the, you know, the, the one that can be there that can actually bring us the hope, the joy, the peace, the faith. And so as leaders, I think we hear the stories, right? The leaders are the ones that are hearing the stories of the woman who's struggling with anxiety, of the woman who's dealing with loss, of the woman who's in a really challenging marriage, of the single woman who really wants to be married and isn't. And so they're carrying all that all the time. So how great for them to come to an event where they can be around other leaders and find that they're not alone and to just really be be get their spiritual batteries recharged so that they can go home and continue to pour out in that way. So I love that. Yeah, and I also love that at these events, you know, it's they're a little bit smaller. You know, we may have a few hundred women at these events and so at a big event where there's maybe two or 3,000 women, you're not going to have those conversations with the speaker. You know, you're probably not going to have a chance to meet Priscilla Shire and go up and tell her, you know, your questions or have a question about ministry. But at these events where you're sitting in a classroom with 40 other women, you get access to this expert. And so you get access to Melissa or Elizabeth or I'm thinking about Katie McCoy, who has, I mean, we've had her on the Mark podcast, but her new book, To Be a Woman, you know, when we talk about gender confusion and gender dysphoria, that's, that is a crisis situation in our culture. And so to be able to go up to her as an expert and say, I'm dealing with this, or I have a question about this. That's a great thing about these events is that you get access to asking your questions. And I think that makes it very unique in from other conferences that you you might get to go to. And so I love that about these events. I love that too. And what a joy and a delight for us to get to hear those stories and, and uh, just know as we're writing things or, or leading things to know what is really happening on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, are, what are those challenges that are so uh, unique and varied and yet all find their their you know, we can encourage each other in faith in the midst of whatever the struggle is. So, yeah, I love that. So good. So you may have kind of already touched on this, but I would love for each of you, and we can start with Kelly this time, to kind of give your, what is your hope for the women who attend You Lead 2.0? Well, I really do hope that when they leave, they feel more confident, whether that's 
confidence in their leadership or confidence in their ability to look at Scripture and handle it more correctly. Uh, maybe they just have more confidence in, in their calling, but also some competence, you know, that uh, that they have, that we have poured into them a little bit of knowledge or information that they can take back and they can translate it into the context mm-hmm. of their community. So um, that's my hope. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would just echo that. And I would just, you know, hope that they would come back with also uh, some spiritual refreshment themselves personally, because I know that always happens for me at these events, you know, that, you know, you're just kind of re-excited to go back in and do the thing. And then also with those practical, tangible ideas to go, man, I heard from someone else that they're doing this with prayer requests, or they're doing this with group dynamics, or they're organizing things this way, or they did an event focused on this. And and not that they just copied that, but to say that's a launch point for a fresh idea of how could that work, like you said, in my context, in my way, and how can I take that idea? Because there is something just amazing when women get together and start talking about what they're doing. I know a question that I hear asked a lot among leaders today is how do we get the younger women involved? You know, how do we do that? And I got to be at a table where women were sharing how they did it and people were writing things down and and it was just, it was so exciting to just see how we can spur one another on to love and good deeds. And so I pray that women come home just spiritually refreshed filled up so that they can go pour out, continue to pour out, but then also with some of those practical ideas that they're excited to implement where they're at. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa, you talked about how a disciple just means a learner. Um, Why is it important for leaders to continue to come to training events and learning and reading books? Because I know after you've been in the ministry for a while, you might be like, oh, gosh, another leadership event. <laughs> um, so why is it important to continue learning? What, How does that impact um, our ministries, but also how does it impact us spiritually as well? Yeah, no, I think, you know, one thing I said earlier is that truth hasn't changed, but culture has. Mm-hmm. We've got to constantly be learning uh, so that we can, you know, say eternal things, but in a way that is relevant to where women are at today. Uh, I also think that, you know, none of us have arrived. I mean, I, I want to be conformed more and more to the image of Christ every day. And I, there's never going to be a point until I meet Jesus in glory that I'm done learning. And so I want to have that spirit of curiosity and questioning. And I think good leaders have that posture of wanting to develop and grow even more. And so whatever they've heard, there's more to hear or to hear it in a different light or to sharpen in a different way. I mean, I love to read leadership books. I'm a total nerd. But I mean, when I read those about habit formation or about, I'm always taking away new things. I'm always seeing something in a different light. But then there are other times where I just need to be reminded of the truths that I know. And we're, I I always say, I'm so leaky, you know, like I thought I knew that, I thought I had that down. Or sometimes I'm just I'm good with Jesus in the morning and by the evening it's, you know, it's leaked out of me. And so I I think, I think I'm not alone in that. I think all of us need those reminders of what the truths that we already know 
because they're so powerful. The gospel itself is so powerful. The fact that Jesus would come and he would he would die for us and and rise again and that mess and that's what we're to do is to share that message with the world. And so it's not that we want to be uber professional. You know, I always say that about leadership development. We're not trying to sharpen our skills so we can be. It's so that we can remove any barriers to the gospel. So that we can do. So we can share that message in a way that doesn't have those inhibitors, those we can take down any walls that we have uh, as we're trying to share that message. And then we can equip other women as well to say, how can we sharpen? How can we hone? How can we do it in a way that that doesn't inhibit or limit the gospel in any way? I love that. I love the idea that of preaching the gospel yourself even every day um, mm-hmm. and being leaky. I like the way that you put that because it's true. And and we see that all through scripture. We see that with the Israelites, like God is constantly like, I am your God. I am one. Here's all the things I've done for you. And it's like, as you're reading through the Bible, sometimes you're just like, yeah, we get it. We get it. I just read that two pages ago. But like, we need that constant reminder. Um, and even all through the New Testament, like the repetitive nature of the gospel message that Jesus died for us. He rose again. You know, it's just constant. And so I think that's um, something that we can take an example from scripture, obviously, but then also just remember that we need reminding. Um, And so if nothing else, you will hear the gospel at ULEAD 2.0, but you will also hear a lot of other things. Kelly, did you have a, a, a different or something else to add to that? Why leaders need to continue to learn and train? Yeah, I, I think a lot of what Melissa said and even what you just said, Elizabeth, there is this pattern that we that we tend to get into of we we think that we we and there's just always things are always changing. Mm-hmm. So leadership and development, it's always changing and there's always something we can work on, right? So those are things that I think make it important. You don't go to one leadership conference and that's the only thing you ever have to go to. I think right. it's something that you go to a lot. And even just the patterns you mentioned, Elizabeth, I'm reading in Judges right now. I'm going through that. And just that pattern of Israel going, okay, they send and turn from God. It leads them to slavery. Then they have to acknowledge who God is. Then there's peace in the land. And then there's like all of a sudden, then they're in sin. Yeah. Then they're Viral in slavery. Downward. Viral yes. downward. I was yes. thinking of the Judges when you said that, Elizabeth. So I love it that you brought that up, Kelly. I was like, man, that is so the judges yes I mean and I just you just want to go don't you guys get it like have you just but we do the very same thing as leaders Uh, and I find myself I still need to go to leadership conferences there there are people who sharpen me who help me understand different things and I'm listening to books or I'm reading books or I'm listening to other leaders so yeah I think it is a it is a lifelong pursuit for sure yeah Okay, we have come to the end of the podcast, and we always ask about what has marked you, but I wanted to do a little twist on it this time. Um, So what in your leadership journey has marked you in your walk with Christ? And maybe it's like a book, like you mentioned books, Melissa, or maybe it's a conference or something like that. But what is something in your leadership journey that has marked you in your walk with Christ? And Melissa, why don't you go first, and then we'll hear from Kelly. I was just actually thinking about this. I've just... I just finished a a study that's going to come out in March of 2024 uh, on the Gospel of John. 
savoring peace and savoring the peace of Jesus in a chaotic world. But one of the things that really struck me from the book of John is John 17, Jesus prays, you know, and he, he prayed for himself, he prayed for his disciples, and then he prayed for us, right? Anyone who would ever believe in him. And one that's thing that's repeated there is the prayer for unity. And I've just, what's marked me, I think, because I grew up in this, you know, real small town in East Texas in a very kind of strict context. And as I've gotten out of that and met so many women, and I think you lead is for women of any denomination, right, of any church. And as I've been exposed to so many different followers of Jesus that follow him differently, I realized that Jesus prayed for unity, not uniformity. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a blessing to me. And I think this is another big benefit of getting around people that don't do everything just the way you do them. Because then you're able to be curious about it. You're able to ask questions about it. You're able to agree to disagree on certain things. But it really stretches you. It's really stretched me as a leader to be around Christians that are following Jesus in a variety of different ways that aren't all cookie cutter. And so that has really marked me, I feel like, especially in the last decade, I would say, to really see so many incredible Jesus-loving women that love Him in different ways. And it's I think that's an opportunity at conferences like this to, to really know what does unity look like as opposed to uniformity. And uh, that, that's, that's really marked me in the last few years for sure. I love that. Kelly, what about you? Well, when you think about scripture and you think about leaders, uh, you know, we can go to certain people. One of the people that I always kind of tend to think about is Moses. And, uh, you know, Numbers talks about him being the most humble man on earth. And I think I've been marked by conferences and by leadership uh, just in the sense of, Knowing that um, I cannot do it without God, I cannot, I cannot lead without the Lord, um, and that my dependence on Him is everything. And that those those opportunities to be reminded that this is not about you, this is not about your platform, but this is about developing that relationship with the Lord and walking in the way that He has asked us to walk, to live worthy of the calling that He has called us to walk. And so that's that's really how it's marked me, too. Just the reminder that I, I this is not about me. This is about pointing to Him. That's something that somebody recently asked on Instagram or something. I can't remember who it was, sorry. But they asked, um, what is something that has like what is one characteristic in the most godly leaders that you know? And I said humility. And so many other people said that same thing. And I think that's something that um, is a huge marker of godly leadership is humility. And so um, I love that number says that of Moses, that he was the most humble man, which, you know, that's such a a weird uh, thing to say. I mean, obviously Moses wouldn't say that about himself, but I guess he did kind of write that down, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a day that maybe Joshua yeah. maybe helped a little bit there, but still, I thought, yeah. I thought about that too. Did Moses write that about himself? I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for both being here and being interviewed by me about You Lead 2.0. We're very excited about this event. Kelly, why don't you tell us the details, and we'll have all this in the show notes so you can go there um, to register and to find out more information. But, Kelly, just give us a rundown of the details again, um, and then you can can go ahead and conclude this podcast, Kelly. That sounds great. Okay, so we really do want to see you, your groups, and all the women. Um, It's even though it's in the Houston, Texas area, come from wherever. Uh, we will be at United City Church September 8th and 9th. Uh, that schedule really kind of starts on Friday afternoon. So registration opens at 3. We have pre-conference breakouts and then dinner on your own. General session starts at 7. And then Saturday we begin at 8.30 and we'll, we'll end at 2 o'clock. So you have plenty of time to get back home and be back home by Saturday evening. So if you go to lifeway.com slash ulead or just go to lifeway.com and in the search engine you can put ulead, you'll find uh, the information about ulead 2.0. We'd love to see you there. And yeah, I guess I should close this out. So yeah, close it thanks out, so Kelly. much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do hope to see you at any of our ULEAD events or any of the events that we do for Lifeway. And I really would like for you to meet Melissa. I think you're going to enjoy just getting to hear her as well. So thanks, Melissa, for being on today. And listeners, we will see you back next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.